Welcome gamers to whatever this is going to be, a bit of a rambling journey through RPG news and RPG discussions. I am Ghost and I am joined by Ken. Hello. So what have we got lined up tonight? Well, there's a bunch of news for this month and I think that is going to be our method of doing this is we'll go through through some news topics and then we will switch to just kind of a a general talk about for um for a topic or two uh, and then we'll base it on listener feedback if you guys would like us to choose something in particular that you want to talk about be it a news item uh, related to tabletop and rpg or a just a general topic of discussion related to that stuff as well we'll be happy to do that for you and you can actually leave us a voice message the link is actually in the description and if you want your ask us a question you can use that method and we might even play your question as part of the next one or so on and we're also looking for a name for our rambling RPG news discussion segment, because that's a little bit long. The rambling RPG news discussion segment. So if you have yeah. something better, throw it out there. Yeah, they don't pay us by the letter, so it doesn't matter uh, how, how long or short it is. But um, they don't be pay us at all. It was shorter, because, you know, my time is worth money, so <laughs> it takes longer to type it if I have to do it the other way. So you actually found something that I thought was interesting before, which was Hellboy. Yes. Hellboy, there is a, I believe there is a Kickstarter, or is it actually in, yes, it's up on Kickstarter. There, There is um, a board game expansions. Um, but as we looked into it a little bit more, I guess there is also a RPG for Hellboy, is there not? Yes, you said there was, and it was older, like much older. Correct. And so I was wondering, did that come out based on the comics or the movies? And I believe when we did some research into that, we did find out that the Hellboy RPG was actually using the GURPS system. So if memory serves right, it actually predated the movies. So as... As good as those initial um, movies were, and I, I really enjoyed the uh, Ron Perlman uh, movies with Hellboy. Uh, I think the the RPG actually came out. Gosh, when was it? I think I, I want to say it was like 1991 or some such date. So it was definitely before the Hellboy movies. Now, I think the comics, because I'm a comic guy, graphic novels I like a lot, and manga. I think the, the graphic novels and comics and that are great. But do you think that the RPG would have done better if it had been tied to the movies over the comics, or it didn't matter? Um... Well, yes and no. You see, I, I always have a pessimistic view on how these properties get treated. 
when they are a uh, successful property. So it's it's um, it's tough to say. A lot of times, these things with best intentions, uh, they end up commercializing it way too much. Um, and I and I do think, uh, as much as I love the idea of a of a Hellboy role playing game, you know, to do something with it, um, maybe even at that time you did have Call of Cthulhu was already out. So what I wonder is how different would it have been from mm. that really? And and did you want to go too different? I mean, what I would prefer to see done is take an existing game system and incorporate various commercial properties into that system. And as I'm saying that, I'm actually seeing now that 5th edition of Dungeons and Dragons says Mantic Games announced it's partnering with Dark Horse Comics and Hellboy creator Mike Mignola to bring Hellboy the role-playing game Kickstarter. Oh, so it's coming back. So uh, this is dated from actually last year. Hmm. So the Kickstarter would have went up in the summer of last year. However, again, as we've already talked about, there is there is also the, the board game, and that was having expansions brought up on Kickstarter. So that's I kind of like that uh, idea of doing it, because when you start moving all these different properties into different gaming systems, it just does become a little bit too much of a... You know, you, you end up making changes for the sake of making changes to your gaming system. Right? And I mean, that's just, yeah, you can have too much of a good thing sometimes. Yeah, I agree. Um, it looks like, yeah, Dark Horse Comics is now doing a lot of Hellboy stuff, which is good. I like Dark Horse Comics. They were, uh, they did a lot of Star Wars before it went back to Marvel, which is when I first discovered them. But they also do a lot of manga. They did Lone Wolf and Cub, and uh, say, the same uh, author did one on an assassin. They were good. I like them a lot. I've always been a fan of Dark Horse. Yeah, I, I've, you know what? I've probably only read a little bit of their comics. Like, I'm talking, wow, 30 years ago now, maybe? That was when I was, I had a couple of years there where I collected comics. Uh, in fact, I was just talking to someone about this the other day um, with the Captain America or Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, coming along. Uh, some of the comics that I bought when I started getting into it, I think it was 1988, maybe 87, um, was right around that Captain America storyline where he got replaced by John Walker and then you know the it, the story on the Disney series it wasn't bad but I think in general I would say it paled in comparison to to how crazy John Walker went in the comic books and and I get it it's Disney they want to have a nice ending um so his his snap in the TV series was was very short lived, um, but in the comics, 
it was a bit longer. It, it did have a conclusion, though, too. I mean, they did, they just sped things up significantly, right? Um, you know, and there's there's a lot of talk online about, you know, are they building something for the Thunderbolts? And it, it certainly seems like that. But um, I had stopped collecting the comic by that point. I wasn't aware that he ended up going to the Thunderbolts or anything like that. Um, I only collected for that little bit of time there because it was it was really interesting. I, I just happened to pick up one of them, and I believe it was like issue 300 of Captain America or something. And that was when they had their, their big fight. And I thought, oh, that cover looks kind of neat. I want to see what that's all about. And then I you know, had to go back and buy a few issues previous to that. So it was a very good story. And like I say, I'm not, I'm not down on how they did it in the, the Disney show, but yeah, it did pale in comparison to the, to the comic book. So we do have, there's other news as well. Um, again, going back to kind of a D and D thing, but Hasbro is reporting positive growth for the first quarter of this year. Um, and they're highlighting fascinating numbers for Magic the Gathering. And, you know, recent earnings report spells success and growth for Dungeons & Dragons. And I guess the way they're putting the spell success and growth. Dungeons yes. and Dragons and fascinating numbers for Magic the Gathering. <laughs> There's a positive spin for you. Yes, there is. But I, I'm sure they did. I, I, this pandemic has brought a lot of that out. That um, more people are playing online. Uh, I know the Magic the Gathering cards... The, the online business to sell them has really started booming. So, or has continued to boom through this through this time. So. Yeah, I wonder how that affected the shops because the shops relied some of them anyway greatly on the cards, like the physical cards and people playing. Right. Um, some shops made their entire business model on the people coming in rather than the selling of product, and exactly. I'm really w wondering how they're doing, trying to adapt. Because they have to do a, they can't do that. There's got to be a completely different business model they're having to ship to, if they're going to try to, you know, survive. Yeah. Well, and you know, maybe for general cards, not a big deal. You can always just put a scanned image in there and 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 sell it through your online version of your store. But if you're one of these stores that's into selling, and I and I would suppose most are, uh, into selling certain real collector items. That's hard to do if you can't give the person something to to see exactly. It would be, I would be hard pressed to spend the money that some of these cards are worth mm. when I'm just looking at a at an image of it. Maybe you can hold a a webcam session with the with the shop or something to say, okay, show me this card. I want to see this edge. I want to see that edge. All the rest of it, right? Yeah, if you want to spend 150 bucks, you're going to want to see some really... Oh, I, well, I'm talking more about the ones that are worth, you know, 10,000 bucks and stuff. Yeah, but I wonder how many of them actually sell. Um, I know they do. I know someone that sold some pretty valuable ones just recently, actually. Because I always wondered, so. it's one thing to have something that's 
estimated at X amount, but it's always something else to find someone willing to pay that. Yeah, I know. It's perceived, it, it's, you know, it's like Bitcoin, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, it's, it's a perceived value, but I do know people that have managed to sell for a fair bit of money. Like, definitely in the thousands. Maybe, I don't know if they got one as high as 10,000, but they did have some that they said were worth more than 10,000. But um, I know the person made more than 10,000 in selling a bunch of cards. Interesting. Yeah. So an old RPG company, they did um, some mecha stuff when I was uh, in high school. Uh, Talsorian Games has just bought... The Witcher RPG license. Now that is interesting to me. Um, does it say are they going to develop their own system, or do they have their own system? They had their own place? system before, I think, from memory. So I imagine they're okay. going to use that. There's not a lot of information at the moment. It's it's t- t- tends to be more just that they've, uh, you know, got their hands on the license and the property, and that they're working on it. But that could be, um, I think the game in, when I was a kid was Mechton. Mechton Empire, I'm pretty sure is what it was, which was a, a mecha Japanese anime style game. So I'm happy that they're still around and that they've been able to get a decent property because if they there's a lot of um, material. I think it's more based on the books rather than the video games. So there's a lot of material there to you know pull from. And it's an alternative to D&D for anyone that's looking for an alternative. So that could be interesting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That does sound neat. I don't know tons about The Witcher. Uh, I've watched the TV series. I played some of the games. Obviously, witches seem to be rare, almost extinct. The feeling I sometimes got, a lot of people didn't like them. So I'm not exactly sure who you're going to be playing. I believe you're not going to be playing, you know, the main guy. It'd be more, but would would it be playing other witches? Which I assume is going to be the point. It would be a bit weird if you don't get to play a witcher at all. Um, but I don't know if there's any restrictions. You, know, you can't be a party of witches or something like that. It's going to be interesting to see exactly what the makeup of the game's going to be. Yeah, it's... You know what? I And I, I'm somewhat ignorant of the, the witcher um, franchise. I've played bits and pieces of some of the games but I've never played one through beginning to end. I remember the first one was the one I played the most, but it left a sour taste because the um, the copy was buggy and it kept crashing. So I, I got about three hours into it or four hours into it, and then there was some kind of bug in the game, and I, I, you know, I went back and forth with CD Projekt Red for like a couple of years. And eventually just had to give up on it. And um, But I do like the... Uh, I did play a bit of the, the third one as well. Uh, the video game, of course. And uh, it seemed good. So I've never read the books. I should probably read the books. Um, but going back to news items, there is another interesting uh, news item. Warhammer are announcing they're going to do an online festival. Um, Not to be confused with World of Warcraft or anything like that. This is the actual 
miniatures game, Warhammer. They're doing their Warhammer Fest 2021 online, where they're going to have a whole bunch of... Um, Monday will be dedicated to Warhammer Age of Sigmar. Tuesday and Friday will focus on Warhammer 40,000. Wednesday will be reserved for any new novel printings by Black Library. Thursday oh, okay. will be all about Warhammer-themed box games. And finally, there will be a mystery event that will be unveiled on Saturday, May 8th. So that'll be starting next Monday, May 3rd. Yeah, they've, they've sort of focused a little on these... Um these box games and I, I actually I don't mind them there's the Black Fortress I think it's called I think your hardcore D&D players might enjoy it because it's a war game with some RPG elements you've got characters and you add gear to them it's, it's a lot about gaining loot and stuff which um, it's sort of like magic items kind of thing that come on those cert cards and stuff like that. So there's a lot of stuff that I think some of those hardcore players from D&D that sort of chased in AL and that, I think they would enjoy elements of this. And the, there's a new one I saw, which is Cursed City, and it's a fantasy one, not the um, 40K one. But I don't know if that's the same idea or if it's, too, if it's more a... Um, like a two two army set for the actual standard miniature game, but okay. I had a I saw a brief look at it. There's a lot of nice minis in it, and I'm not always a fan of GW stuff. It's aesthetics only. It's um, you either tend to like their stuff or you don't like their stuff. They tend to be very busy miniatures, and so you either like their style or you don't normally. But there's some nice minis in there, some undead horsemen and skeletons, and some knights and stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, it depends on the price. They can be quite pricey, but a couple of them aren't exactly. that bad. There've been some. There's been good choices, though. I found there's actually some that I've looked at that Games Workshop has released now that I've gone. That's a fair price. So you might have to be a bit picky, but there is some stuff that's definitely affordable at GW now. And these box sets are quite fun. So yeah, I think that I might have to have a look and see. I might. I won't watch yeah. all the stuff, but I might watch some of it. Well, and you will be able to watch it because it will be live-streamed on their Warhammer Twitch channel starting at 6 p.m. BST. Yeah, a lot of them are having to do that now. ReaperCon this year and I think last year both have had to move fully online rather than being... Uh, ReaperCon was held in their warehouse and facilities like normally. Okay. Now, Warhammer is an interesting one. I... I um... Remember, I bought a bunch of miniatures for uh, forty thousand when it first came out, and then started moving around a lot for work. And then when I finally came back to settle down somewhere, found out that oh no, they don't they don't use that scale anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a bit of a disappointment. But you know, the the weird thing is, I never really got into Warhammer, and it's mostly because I never actually played it. And I kind of think it would have appealed to someone like me, mm-hmm. because I am a bit of a numbers guy, and I and I like I go absolutely bonkers for baseball statistics. So, and I know that's a terrible thing to admit to the internet, but it's true. Um, I really like the finer uh, stats in baseball, and um, so I just I kind of think that that meticulous 
attitude or whatever you want to call it, that uh, love of all things minutiae, <laughs> uh, would would appeal to me. And um, but I, I just I never got into playing it. It seemed like every time they used to have a con in my area, I was I was busy that day. You know, they they used to have one all the time in February, and it seemed like I was always. Uh, there would be something going on at the office that I would have to be at work or I would be traveling or something. It just, it was just kind of never fail. It's like they look to see when I'm busy and that's when they decided to schedule the con when they would know. So, yeah. So that'd be fun having you commentate a Warhammer game then. So, so Richter <laughs> went to the left field deep where he killed 12 orcs over uh, left-handed swordsmen in the bottom half of the month. <laughs> he went deep over the wall, left center field. That's the old sportscaster from Detroit. He used to say <laughs> it like that. He hits this one deep over the wall. Ah, yeah. uh, dear, oh dear. Yes, if GW wants to hire us for commentary, we are available. Message us in the link below. <laughs> what Ooh. else have we got in the news? Actually, something I am actually genuinely happy about. Cubicle 7 has renewed, because I was worried about this, they have renewed the Doctor Who RPG license. Well, now that is good news. And I was worried because... The current state of Doctor Who is a little bit strange, and it, it's more to do for me with the slow release schedule. Uh, typically with things like RPGs and, that are licensed and things like that, you sort of um, want them to sort of strike when the iron's hot. It tends to be like that. I think one of the most tragic ones recently, and I was really, really excited about it because I loved the first series. And um, that was Altered Carbon. Oh, really? I, I loved that TV series, the first the first yeah. season. It was horrifying, but it had a story. And that was the point. It was talking about the haves and the have-nots. And if you let certain elements of society go unchecked, this is what you could get. That's good science fiction. And the criticisms, I thought, were fair enough for what they were, the, the violent content and who it was aimed at. But there was still a reason and a story behind that. It wasn't just gratuitous for gratuity's sake. Season two, terrible. Standard B-grade science fiction. Everything that made the first one great wasn't there, and then Netflix cancelled it. Right in the middle of that, there was an RPG produced. Oh, no. I don't know what's happened with that. Like, they obviously got it out. They they had to. But I don't know. Are they, you know, like, for, for now the series gone. There is the novels, which there were several novels in the series. Uh, and they've been around a long, long time. But I think that really the game was pushed by the TV series. So for have to have that gone could see then a massive lack of interest from the gaming community because it's not being fueled by anything. So with Doctor Who not being yearly now and big gaps in between when things are happening, 
Uh, and then, of course, diehard fans say, well, that's been the case for the longest time. And it, it is true, but it got we got onto an actual yearly sort of thing with uh, David Tennant and Matt Smith and that. And then um, with Jody, the, they've done bigger gaps. And so it's more, uh, oh, there's been some interest. And, oh, no, it sort of fades off. Oh, there's some interest. It's back in the news. And then it sort of fades off. So I was worried that if... For a smaller company, now Cubicism is not tiny, they've got the Warhammer license. But having said that, they're still not a big, big company. Every license they're going to drop money off has to return. They can't afford to have duds. So I was concerned that if they were going to get to the end of their license, if they'd seen a drop off, because they haven't been releasing as many books either. Now, in fairness, that was due to Warhammer. And they had to get a lot of stuff out for Warhammer because um, they'd spent real money on obtaining it, and it made sense. So all of their chief writers and that were probably really focusing on getting the Warhammer stuff out, which meant that, yes, Doctor Who was going to take a secondary position. But then it's not been on TV for a bit, which could mean there's less interest again. So I thought that there was a chance that this license was going to come up and that they said, you know what? Maybe we'll let it go now. We had a good run, but maybe we'll let it go. So I'm really happy they redid it. Obviously, it means they're going to do something with it. They don't drop money on something. They're not going to do anything with it. And it is a great game. If you are a Doctor Who fan, you should already have every book they did on your shelf right now because it really is good. When I read the first one, I was really struck at how narratively they approach the game i'm a narrative rpg guy i don't like numbers i like story i like there to be rules i don't want it all to be just made up on the spot i like there to be rules but i like it to not get in the way of storytelling and i don't like systems that get too crunchy because i feel the moment you have to go to the crunch you're getting pulled away from story and if there's going to be crunch i like crunch in my war game so i I sort of do different things for different things they did a great job of creating a narrative system that felt doctor who talkers go first which i thought was a wonderful thing a talk action beats action and holds it the reason for that is the amount of times a dalek or cyberman would say kill the doctor's companion and the doctor goes no stop and they don't do it They don't actually kill the companion. And, of course, people say, but, yeah, from a a story point of view, they're not going to kill the companion, right? Like, it's very rare that a companion actually gets killed by a Cyberman in the TV series. That's true, but the RPG needed a mechanic, and it gave it one. You can stop an action with a talk action. So it also makes the Doctor valuable. It works for any character, but it makes the Doctor valuable as the pacifist that largely he is because he doesn't pick up a gun and shoot Cyberman unless you were Colin Baker of which case yeah you pick up guns and shoot Cyberman <laughs> I'll, 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 Tom Baker gets the pass for that one yes because <laughs> uh, I can't remember the name of the one but he there was, was the a- best uh, he was the one that was the doctor when I started watching Yes, very, he's okay, still one of the most, right? absolutely still one of the most popular. Yeah. I, I just, I just loved the way the, the the character was and everything, like wearing the big scarf and all that. I just, that was so 
revolutionary at that time, right? It was just, it was a neat character. I just thought that was so, like, it was so unlike every, any other sci-fi that you could watch. Yeah. Either in movies or on TV. And I mean, as as bad as the FX were, you didn't care about that because no. the story was good, right? No. And the, um, the, the RPG is a great set of rules. It's filled with beautiful photographs. And then they released the Doctor Guides. Now, if you're not an rpg I'm surprised you're listening to us if you're not, but welcome if you are that if you're not an rpg but you're a big doctor who fan then i would say buy the doctor guides each doctor guide of which they've done everyone except for jody now because um jody is still the current so they don't do one until it's over and each doctor guide is every episode the doctor did it explains what it was who was in it as in the villains, the heroes, allies, why that story worked. And I was finding, even though I'd bought these for the RPG, I was sitting back and enjoying the read as a fan, having them explain and and going, okay, because there's stuff I didn't think about. They'll take something like Dalek Invasion of Earth and they'll say, here's why this worked as a story. And I was going, actually, that part I hadn't thought about. And they're right. There's a lot of information in there. And all the pictures have been cleaned up. I don't know if the BBC did it or if they obtained them and cleaned them up themselves, but I was shocked at how good some of the shots of William Hartnell were in that book. And they've done one for every Doctor. The one I have to get is our um, our last one, our Grumpy Scott Doctor. But they've got them all, and they are beautiful hardback books with wonderful photographs from all each of the different episodes, talking about the episodes. And, yeah, they've got game stats and that, which if you're not an RPG, you don't need the game stats. But, honestly, the books are just great reference guides for the TV series. It's every episode of that Doctor, and then they did the second and the third and so on, and they're, they're great. They're really good. They do an examination at the start about each Doctor. This is what it means, because they're talking, they're talking to you about playing the Doctor, hence being the RPG. But... Still, it's really an analysis of that Doctor. What made that Doctor different? How did they approach things and that? And it's really good reading. So I really am generally happy that they've announced they renewed the license, that BBC must be happy with what they did. They should be. They did a great job. And it means that we're going to get more books. Uh, The one thing that that game needs is adventure books because it's hard. I find to write a really good Doctor Who adventure from a blank piece of paper, I like having something to work from. So I'm hoping to see more of that. But yeah, I'm actually genuinely really happy to see that Cubicle 7 renewed the Doctor Who license. That's, that is uh, that is good news. Because yeah, I think Doctor Who is a is a, um, a title that's been really underserviced uh, with regards to anything outside of just being a TV series. And I mean, when you consider how long it's been around. Yeah, um, 1963 or 66, I something am, like that. I am very surprised that there hasn't been, you know, like every 10 years or so, let's 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 try another take at a full version big screen movie uh, for Doctor Who. Um, you know, it's. I think it's a big enough property that they they could get the thing for it, but uh, they could get the budget for it. 
but sometimes these things take time. Look how long it took to get a Hitchhiker's Guide um, big screen movie made. Yeah, and it, it was terrible. Um, yeah, I didn't. I I hate to to uh, dump on it too much. Um, it wasn't as definitely wasn't anywhere near as good as I hoped that it would be. Um, but it obviously didn't do so well that they didn't bother doing the rest of it. I mean, the TV series, the miniseries was loved done it. much better. Yeah. yeah, loved it. I just, they didn't cut stuff out of it. That was the thing. The movie, it wasn't the characters and stuff. It was more, they just cut so much out, jammed it together. Yeah. It just didn't make sense. Well, I think they tried to make it a quick romp, funny thing for people that hadn't read the books. But a lot of the key things that are in the books, that, which were really hilarious. Oh, exactly. Just, it's just get not only got left by the wayside, but got changed. And it's like, you yeah. know, when, you, when you're dealing with comic genius, adapt. You don't need to change. Yeah, I, I know. That, um, a lot of times I think they go on, we're going to try to tell this story over so many yeah. movies. And then... You know, it surprises me that they they always do that, or how often they do that, because you know it's like guys plan for the first one, so give it give it a logical ending. That if this is the only one that ever gets made, it had a beginning, it had a middle, it had an end. See, I kind of felt that that's what happened with Star Wars. As and, I mean, Star Wars is great, but I kind of watched Star Wars, and then when they get to Return of the Jedi and there's a second Death Star. Yeah, I kind of think maybe the Death Star was meant to be the end of the trilogy, but he wasn't sure he could make three movies. Yeah, well, because so, he was financing it himself, right? right. And if it didn't do any good, that was it. I hey, cool, I made yeah. my movie. I'm happy with it. It's great, but that's it. No idea it was ever going to become what it became. So yeah. I sometimes, when I watch it, think I'm wondering if we're seeing the end of Return of the Jedi at the end of A New Hope, because he didn't think he could do it maybe and so he went let's adjust the story and give it a really big ending and then it turned into what it did and return of the jedi i think partly might be a little bit of the where i feel it's the weaker of the first three because the ending had sort of been done already maybe maybe ewoks were meant to be wookies oh and is an, that and, right yeah. yep yep but they decided they I think they were, were concerned about doing it. Could they do it justice or, or something? Or maybe he thought by then they might do a Wookiee movie later or whatever. But um, yes, Ewoks were meant to be Wookiees. And I think enough said on that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, but looking at another uh, property that's got a um, uh, game coming out now, we've got, um, there's a Batman miniatures game. Yes. Uh, which I wasn't even aware of, but there's... New stuff coming out for the third edition of it. Now, I have to give. Um, do you know this company, Night Models? Oh are you my aware god! Of them? Are, are they, do they do good stuff? You know, I was thinking of the McFarlane toys when I looked at some of these miniatures, um, and I mean, it's I know a miniature and, a, and a, the size of models that McFarlane does are different, but just they're done in that art style that reminds me of McFarlane. When the way he used to draw the flowing capes and stuff, right? Night Model started with Star Wars. Oh, did and they? They were doing 72 mil, 
which are big. They weren't for yeah. They weren't for games. They were decorative uh, desk pieces. They were amazing, and they started with Star Wars. They weren't cheap miniatures, but they were spectacular. Like these were these were not. Um, just standing around kind of poses. There was a lot of action in the poses, spectacular detail for any Star Wars fan. These were amazing. They were limited edition. Um, they come up occasionally now on eBay and that. They're super expensive. And then they did Marvel. And I was working at the charity at the time, and we ended up having a bunch of uh, kids that... The charity wanted us to do more maths, English, and science for. But they were burnt out. They, they were struggling at school. And they'd spent all day at school doing this. And some of them were starting to develop some behavioural issues, which was really just them burning out and expectations being put on them. So I actually convinced sure. the charity to let me do something else. And I tapped into my RPG gaming, painting miniatures and all that. And I said, I want some money to get some miniatures and paint and stuff and get the kids doing miniature painting. And they had no idea what the hell I was talking about. (laughs) But basically, I annoyed the fuck out of them until they just gave me some money and said, go away, don't bother us. We We don't understand what you're going on about, but you're annoying us, go away. So, on an off chance, I contacted Knight Models, and I explained who we were and what we were trying to do, and I expected them to say, uh, you know, that's great that you're working with kids, great that, you know, um, some of the kids are troubled, and, you know, you guys you are making... buy our products, yes. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know. And... I can think of no better way to help right, them than to right. buy our products. <laughs> and I have to say... I have never seen a company be so helpful and interested in what was happening. Well, they, that's good to hear. Um, we did buy the minis, but we bought yep. them at a. They gave us a really good price. Yeah, but even um, just it's time that really. That's I mean, if they're if they're investing some time and well, we sounds like they had a genuine. Um, th- there was there were some cheaper options that I thought. They were going to offer us, and they didn't. I gave them the budget I had and sent the money to them, and we got uh, Wolverine and Iron Man oh, and wow. um, uh, what did um, and Michael? Can't remember the one Michael got, but he 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 was so happy. He got exactly the character. He Spider Man. He got Spider Man. And Spider-Man was leaping over a car. You got the base, which was the street, a car model, and Spider-Man leaps off the top of oh, it. Oh, wow. Okay. Brilliant. The Batman Brilliant. ones look, for the most part, to be pose-type yeah. um, ones, like like very just standing there type of thing. Although there are there are different things, too. You can get the, um, you know, Rachel Ghouls, the Legion of Shadows. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a whole set for them. There's joker's gang there's the birds of prey there's uh, you know poison ivy has got a very interesting looking uh, yes. miniature 
but they, 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 they offer them in, in uh, 40 and 60 right. mil uh, variants as well. So, Because that's the thing. They got out of... They, they were doing Lord of the Rings in the end. They had Lord of the Rings in big, um, Marvel, DC, and Star Wars. And I think the Star Wars license just was too expensive, I think, in the end. I'm guessing I'm not speaking for them. But they dropped the Star Wars one, and then they dropped, over time, all of the big minis, pretty much. I'm not sure. I haven't looked. Maybe you said there's still 60 mil? Uh, I saw something for the Batman ones that suggest 40 and 60 millimeter. Okay, because then the game came out, and obviously the game has done very well for them, and that's where they've now focused all their efforts. As a mini painter, God, I wish they had the big Star Wars stuff still. Um, but obviously the game is been where they've made money, and the fact they're still around, I'm really happy about. Uh, they also do Harry Potter now, and the minis are amazing. They really do beautiful minis, like... If you're a Batman fan or a DC fan, so I think they've broken it up. You get Batman specifically, and then I think there's Justice League or DC or something because you can get Superman, they do Wonder have, Woman. Yep, they have, and there's there's so many different sets for the Batman. Um, so the one that they were announcing now is they've just done another uh, new starter set. Mm. Uh, they did one last year, but there's another newer one. Beautiful, um, beautiful minis, though. Absolutely beautiful minis. Uh, I don't know if they've changed, but they were metal. I have several of their stuff, and they are absolutely spectacular. I 100% recommend, if you're a mini painter and you love DC and Batman and that, you won't be disappointed with the minis you get from them. Yeah, some of these look very good. I mean, you know, there's there's Detective Bullock and Harley Quinn and Batman. Um... And usually variations. They might do, they did Dark Knight. Versions. Yes, they do. They do seem to have that too. So I think the one they're doing in in this particular one is, I think it's from the Batman. Mm. So like the animated series, the Batman. I think that's what it's supposed to be. But there's there's different versions of Batman. Yeah, you're right. And that's because uh, they've done Dark Knight Rises as well. Right, and I do remember Gotham was there for a while. You could you were able to get. Yep. There is a Gotham set, another day in Gotham or something, I think it's called. Because they had Penguin, I remember seeing. And I know yes. there was more than that, but you could get Penguin. And you could either yep. get the quack from, like, the early... Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. For a while, I'm pretty sure they had the... Because um, I have over there, my um, wife bought me uh, Adam West. So I've got oh, the nice. Adam West I've got the Adam West version. But they also had... Um, I'm pretty sure they had Penguin, like Burgess Meredith. The old, yeah. You know, Where's is he Batman? doing the Where? Batusi? Is Adam West doing the Batusi <laughs> in this one? No. And then, right. um, then they had Gotham, and I saw they had the Penguin from the Gotham TV show. So yeah, I was really um, yeah, I like what they do. The fact that they do these variations too, yeah, I think I, is. I'll be honest, I had never even heard of this company before we read this thing. Now I'm not, I'm not all that much of a. Um, my miniature collecting is kind of isolated to D and D with the exception of some star Wars ones, <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, it's mostly D and D, uh, miniatures that I've, uh, bought over the years. They've got the, um, uh, the, the, I, I think it's the, you can still get it. I'm pretty sure they did the Batman returns penguin too, with his, his missile firing penguins and, um, his duck that he rode in on, the big motorized duck. Yeah. 
Uh, I think that's available. Um, so yeah, that that's really. There's a, I like that they did variations because that's the thing. Like when you get into something like Batman and that, you start to find people like different versions, and they've come to it from different versions. Maybe your favorite version is the one from the. Um, Oh yeah, they'd like the um, Suicide Squad. Another got the Suicide Squad version. Oh no, doubt, yeah. Leto, Leto, whatever his name is. Jared Leto. Yeah, they've yeah. got his version. Um, they still should have. Um... Oh yeah, there. I'm looking at. I'm looking at their homepage right now, and yeah, you're right. They've got all the Harry Potter and the here's Batman ones, and there's just there's so many different Batman ones that they've got. And they, the Blackgate prisoners they did were like from the Arkham video game. Uh, so, yeah, they, they started to add all those variations. So it, it came down to what what do you like? Um, where did yours come from? Where does your love come from? Which Batman? Which which Joker? So, um, I, I mean, they go out of print at different times. Sometimes they come back or they do a new version again. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, one of the best mini companies around absolutely love night models. Yeah. Um, and it seems unfortunate. They only seem to be running the, the DC and Harry Potter. Uh, I mean, Batman's got its own line, but there's Batman, Harry Potter and DC. And, and all at least three that's of those, the only ones that they're highlighting anyways. Yeah. And all three of those are Warner brothers. Yeah. So I'm thinking Warner Brothers is affordable and easy to work with. Yeah. I, I like the fact that they've got a whole thing uh, dedicated to the DC villains, though, as well. Yes. So now, I would love Dark to... Side, uh, Steppenwolf and the Parademons, General Zod and Guild Warriors. But yes, I'd absolutely love to see them uh, have a comeback with... Not a comeback, they're, they're doing well, but a comeback in the sense of adding some more properties. Um, you know, obviously... I would love with it, you know, to see Star Wars with them again, but Star Trek they do an amazing job of. Um, but yeah, I'm just curious what what properties are not out there in already that would you would love to see in highly detailed mini form. Well, I mean, all these ones we've been talking about, maybe a maybe a Witcher one, maybe a. Um, I know they've done stuff for Doctor Who. Um, I know they've done stuff for Star Trek. I'm just uncertain as to what the quality of those is. Mm. Yeah, and, and I'm not. That's not a slight against. I'm just. I, I literally do not know how good the the quality is on these other ones. But these guys look pretty neat. I'm looking at their uh, Suicide Squad uh, figurines right now, and they look pretty darn good. I have to say, like General Zod, um, he looks like the dude from the movie. Yeah, that, it seems that's the route they've gone. Is is the movie Zod and the movie? Um, I think they went with the movie. Oh no, they didn't go with movie Suicide Squad. Because but in, in the facial features, in the facial features, I'm really impressed. Like for the yeah. size they are, and I remember looking at Harry Potter, and I was absolutely amazed at how good the facial features were on some of the Harry Potter minis. Yeah, it's a. I mean it. it those are good. Those are good properties. But you know what? If they're if they're limiting to these, as long as they keep the quality up and they're making money on it, like, yeah, I think also during during pandemic, it's probably hard to to stretch yourself. Um, you know, 
uh, everything is everything's kind of operating at half capacity because you can only have so many people on site and all the rest of it until that kind of stuff gets up and going again. I think I think pretty much the landscape for everything is going to change, right? But holy crap, Alan Rickman, he looks so good, like his miniature. It looks like him. Like, they did a really good job of Snape. Is that right? And even Minerva, um, she looks like the actress too. Like, in the scale they are, that's quite difficult. Because they're not huge. They're they're a game. So when they do game, they never do full-size minis. They're always, like, game scale. So to get someone to look like they're meant to, not just obviously in the clothing, but in the facial features, that's impressive so yeah they do a really good job so i would love to see them do something again from some of the properties that they either had um they had lord of the rings they let that go um i guess see that's the thing right that's what i'm sort of talking about once a movie leaves there's not the same maybe interest in it it needs something to fuel yeah interest and i guess it's once hard the to justify spending that kind of money for a license of a property that's not right Right. Not in so, the public conscience, right? Exactly. But I'd love to see them add some more properties because they are literally one of my favorite companies of all time. Yeah, that's, that, like I say, that's, I, I never even knew they existed. And we're, we're not sponsored, but if Night Models would love to sponsor us, <laughs> that'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no, they, I, I'm looking at them too myself now, and it's, it's, that's really quite amazing. Um, again, yeah, like you said, for how small they are. The amount of detail put on these, boy, it sure makes uh, some of the other ones. Yeah. Maybe that's why I haven't heard of it. Maybe the other ones do everything they can to discourage <laughs> you from uh, from looking at these guys, because these guys really seem to have their act together. Yeah, that's impressive. That's my news. And it's good night from me. And good night. <laughs>